Well, hello and welcome to the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 13. Unlucky for some, but lucky for you, we are here with a fantastic episode. I am high on adrenaline after watching this. Stuart is joining me. How are you doing, buddy? I love the intro, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing all, I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. Fantastic. Good Very good show. Better than what you made me watch for last week's garbage. So. Oh, by a mile. I, w- I would like to apologise for last week because this yeah. show just blew it out of the water. Um, so, Steve Austin likes to open my kind of audio whooper. So, we're opening a can of iron brew for this phenomenal show. Um, <laughs> so, Judgment Day 2000 is what we're covering. You've probably read that from the title already. Um, May 21st. Um, so, this I think it's the new millennium, uh, the year 2000. Um Really big changes in 2000, wasn't there? Like, you know, a lot of guys coming in, the radicals have, have come in, cut angles there. Um, yeah, it was the influx of the good, uh, sorry, it was the influx of the, the mid card of WCW. Plus, obviously, you get guys like Angle coming in. Yeah. Your main event is going fucking full pelt. Mental. Uh, it's, it's a good time, a good time. Yeah. Live from the Freedom Hall and Louisville, Kentucky. Um, an arena used by both WCW and WF throughout the years. It's one of the sort of religious <laughs> wrestling arenas. <laughs> um, I think it actually hosted Uncensored the year prior, um, in 1999, for WCW. So, um, mm-hmm. both fighting over here. 16,827 in attendance. 1600, uh, sorry, 16,827 very, very loud people in attendance. Um, mm. 420,000 pay-per-view buys worldwide is phenomenal, um, especially for a B pay-per-view. Fantastic. Um Literally the week before, they had a, I don't know if it was Rebellion, I think it was Insurrection, actually, in the UK. Manchester, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just to have a pay-per-view a week before and still have 420,000 people buying into this one, just shows how hot WWE was at the time. Yeah, definitely, and it's obviously, you say pay-per-view, but, you know, Insurrection's like a kind of a, you know, it's a... a, Yeah. It's Saudi. (laughs) It is pretty much what it's It's a more ethic Saudi. Um, it's a house show with a sorry, it's a house show with a, a set and pyro. Yeah, yeah. Bigger budget, yeah. Um This was actually one of the lowest of the year as well. Um the only one who did less was actually Survivor Series, which did four hundred thousand pay per view buys. So if no. that's your lowest pay per view buys for the year, that, that's not a bad year. <laughs> I mean, Survivor Series being bought with the card, can I show you the decline in popularity for the kind of the elimination tag team matches as well? <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of conversation about doing away with them. Um, I think Money in the Bank is a really good fourth pay per view now. If, if you look at it from the oh, wider perspective, yeah. you know, gives you something to look forward to. Um, you bring back King of the Ring. Oh, one night, one night tournament. I just, um, yeah, like I love the tournament, but I think the whole concept. It's just a bit shit nowadays. It's because it's been overused like, with the of the king gimmicks, and you, it's fine. Yeah. It's, how many? I mean, how many ones in your mind do you remember really well? I remember Booker T's Regal. gimmick. Regal was really good. Um, Sheamus. Ah, oh, see. Although I'm just, I'm just kind of yeah, naming off, off different off ones. Games. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, some landed and some didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, Corbin's. I, think, I mean, it only works well like a proper bastard heel. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Corbin's kind of get that wrong, kind of heat, hasn't he? But someone like um, when Regal done it when he was the GM, because mm-hmm. he screwed Punk out. Of the had final, all the power. You know and... what I mean? So that that kind of worked. Yeah. Um, uh, let's dive into the numbers. Five hundred ninety-six thousand and fifty um, was the live 
gate, so that's the amount of money they made, so 596 grand. Uh, so it's about $35 per ticket, however they paid. I don't know how many comps there were. Um, so again, great numbers. The ratings at this time, sure. Who do you assume, what do you assume sort of Raw and Nitro were doing at this point? Yeah, I assume Raw was doing about a 6, and Nitro would have been doing like a 2.7. <laughs> You're only far away. Uh, 6.1 the week before for Raw, Nitro 3.1, but Nitro were very much, you know, from 2.2 to 3.5, mm-hmm. just depending on the week. Uh, Raw was very, very solid, and actually the following week, Raw did 7.1. Uh, it was just phenomenal to think about. I mean, I think this week they did 1.6. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, kind of WCW time, they were kind of on the downward spiral. I, I think we pretty much talk about this every time we get a pay-per-view in about this era, uh-huh. but to still be doing a 3.1 for your, your, uh, your live Monday night show up against a show that's also done a 6.1 at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, you're talking near 10 million people watching wrestling, you know, exactly. on a Monday night. Um, so, uh, currently going on WCW right now, um, two weeks ago, Slamboree, where David Arquette dropped the title to Jarrett, um, and a <laughs> Rumble Cage match, and Hulk Hogan was shooting with Billy Kidman. So that's just to put you in the picture of where WCW oh, are about, compared to of, WWF. <laughs> a wee bit of Horace Hogan in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, might cover that pay-per-view at some point as well, just for a laugh. We absolutely will not. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, you're just rejected, rejected the WCW show. <laughs> uh, WCW, pre-2000, yes. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. So, without further ado, let's dive into this show. Um, we get the old WWF Attitude Era intro, um, which just sort of puts you right in a scene of the time, mm-hmm. straight off the bat. Um, a promo package telling us um, the stats that occur every day, so we get a sort of 5,900 people die every day. Apparently, we think of sex 21 times. Is this a Sean O'Hare promo? Um, <laughs> it's not a great promo package, I must admit. It's one of the weaker ones, but it does transition into the sort of highlighting the main event of Triple H and The Rock, um, who are going to be in a 60-minute Ironman match. Um, so that's what I want to transition into. It's not a bad opening at all, by any means, but it's just not, not to the usual standard. Um, <laughs> it's it's not uh, Armageddon. <laughs> no. That's the bar. That is the bar. That is the bar. Um, uh, so we get the opening pyro, um, and JR introduces us alongside, as always, Jared the King Lawler. Um, and backstage straight away, I noticed that the transitions on this show were super quick. There was mm-hmm. very little filler time. It was bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Um, really, really good. Um, so we see Vince, Shane, Triple H, Stephanie, X-Pac, Tory, Road Dogg, um, all backstage. This is a McMahon, McMahon Helmsley sort of regime um, mm, yeah. with DX there as well, part of it. <laughs> yeah, doing their best NWO fucking uh, <laughs> and, and imitation yeah. <laughs> 90 members. <laughs> uh, nah, I, I, list them like that, eh? uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love that. Um, Pop for them all as well, came out for the main event. Yeah. Um, brilliant authority angle. Um so the, the MVP of the show um, walks into show, uh, shot, even. Um, it's Jerry Briscoe. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to his segments. We'll... Yeah, so he, he's the hardcore champion at this point. He gets sent, from, sent for some coffees. Um, and, and Vince sort of rallies the troops um, for the night ahead. Road Dog and X-Pac have got um, Dudley's in a tables match, um, as well as all the Triple H and his big main event. And Shane's got a big show later on as well. So plenty going on for those guys tonight, really the theme of the show. Um, and in the hallway, Briscoe gets beat up by the headbangers because um, he's a hardcore champion and that's how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We see Shawn Michaels in a gorgeous pair of short shorts um, <laughs> and a very tight referee shirt as well. Uh, so he's got to be the special guest referee for the main event. Of oh, fucking course he is. Um, <laughs> no shame, Shawn Michaels. Man. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'll always give him his due. He was always up for anything, wasn't he, in terms of just entertaining... You know, he always had that ability just to switch on and, and give you a laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 
So, Kurt Angle's music plays, um, and we ready ourselves for the opening contest. So, Kurt Angle, very recent on the roster here, obviously, late 99, I think it was his debut, so it's barely six months into the WF here. Um, Team ECK, or EK, however you wish to pronounce it. Um, EK. Um, against Team Cool, eh, sorry, Too Cool. Um, Team Cool. Team Cool. <laughs> um, that's, that's a t-shirt. Kurt Angle cuts a promo about how he's getting the extra ten- attention since he's been teaming with Edge and Christian. Um, um, he attempts to inspire them by being hip, saying that uh, he is all that before Edge and Christian come out rocking the long hair and the WF tag title. And obviously Edge's theme song here, just the, bite of it, just, the whole package just looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm, it does, it does. Um Angle, you get some pop in fairness. Um, obviously, as you say, Kentucky, big, um, big wrestling. Well, sorry, Louisville, big wrestling city. You know what I mean? And they can appreciate obviously Angle having been uh, in the Olympics and stuff like that. I like that his um, his wee name banner also says American Hero. Ah, right, very good. Um, you know, Kurt Angle, American Hero. Thought that was pretty good. Uh, he could not be any whiter of a truth. He's He's a wee bit slack on the mic, but you know, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll get there. Ah, um, this young rookie. Um, no, he, he is very, he is very, um, it's very much wrestling one on one. What he's doing here, and I think this is just for a way for them, for the, you know, the guys in the back to make him feel comfortable in front of the crowd with a mic. Definitely, definitely. Um, obviously, um, Edge and Christian get a wee. Obviously, their their uh, five second pose. Yep. For flash photography, what did you, you make of them back in the day? I thought it was a great idea. It was just, it was a way for them to stand out from the crowd. Um, and it kind of works whether you're baby face or heel. You know, it's kind of like, so we're going to post for you guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then if you're heel, it works even better because it's like, you know, we're only going to post for five seconds because that's all you deserve. So make sure you get your shots in quick. Yeah. Really, really good. But obviously, they, they went, they went, uh, they pushed the boat out a wee bit for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of the more legendary five minute, five second poses, rather. Yeah. Um, so they, so, so they break out the kind of uh, stereotypical Deep South gimmicks with the big teeth and the fucking, you know, the, the deliverance yeah. kind of uh, banjos I and stuff that like that. The deliverance, it's, um... like, it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, total Barris in the redneck, Kurt Angle's got a, a, a bottle of moonshine, Christian's got a washboard. Edges like, I'll play the banjo and stamp his foot and stuff like that. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, that, that, that popped me early on in the show. Really, really good. And uh, speaking of big pops, uh, two cool enter and the crowd go fucking nuts. Um, they do, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I mean, I knew they were over, but Christ Almighty, that surprised even me. Um, so Grand, Grandmaster Sexy, Scotty Too Hotty, and Rikishi. Um, in terms of a, a look standpoint, this trio really worked. You know, in terms of, you've they got do. Scotty mm-hmm. and, and Grandmaster there doing the dancing with the bright colours, and Rikishi right in the middle, all black, all business. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's the kind of a, it's the two comedy acts in the straight man. You know what I mean? It's the the muscle. Um... It works. It was always a dynamic that I, I liked. Um, they should never have tried to turn Rikishi heel because it just kind of ruined. The, uh, I he's kind of uh, what was it? What was it? The Austin thing. Uh, kinda, I did it for yeah, that was just later this year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but that disastrous. I can run, see why they tried to sort of push him at the top, but you better push him at the top as a babyface, you know. Um, so definitely, it was definitely, one of those ones. Yeah. Because he can, because as you say, he's got that kind of a. Uh, he can do the kind of too cool stuff to dancing about, but then uh, the hit a switch, he just jumps into the the Savat kick, and then it becomes serious. You know what I mean? Um, I'm always reminded of the the Rumble, the 2000 Rumble, uh, where you know he was doing the thing with Grandmaster Sixty and Scotty Hot. They were doing the dance, and kind of uh, the garden just erupts for yeah. the dancing. And then just it just double closed lines to them and fucks them out, and they just like nah, just just, just business. Yeah. Uh, it worked really well. Um, 
you know, as I was saying, it would have worked in terms of uh, that baby face push pull to the top. Um, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know if it was because it had, because I mean, it wasn't just Keish that was over. You know, Scotty and Grandmaster were very over with the crowd. It was just something they yeah. ate up. But in terms of who was most over, you could tell when Keish came in, that's when the top would, would, would sort of be there. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we get a, a, a good fast start. Um, you know, sort of rushed around and stuff like that. Um, we get a. I thought I was like a lot of like comedy spots sort of thing, um, sort of like a house show opener, but it worked really well. Um, we had uh, I think it was Scotty Too Hot gets thrown into the corner and Grandmaster Sexy jumps up across the top rope and covers the corner so he doesn't hit into it. And Scotty Too Hot sort of bounces out and hits a clothesline on Christian, and then when Scotty goes to throw Christian into the corner, Edge jumps up and does the same thing, but it doesn't yeah. it, it doesn't throw him in, and then Grandmaster Sexy comes over. It's just some good fun, so a bit of, a bit of slapstick in there. Um, I think it worked really, really well as the opener to keep the sort of crowd hot and stuff like that. Yeah, I have noted though that Tukul's offence is a, oh sorry, Rikishi's offence is fine, but the, the other two are uh, dreadful. Their, their offence is so soft. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I mean, the worst kind of strikes and then the fucking worm and <laughs> all yeah. that kind of nonsense. Uh, More flash um, than bang. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely, definitely. I um, also noted as well that, you know, I think I spoke about this a few weeks ago. Edge does the kind of heel clap to signify a tag when there wasn't uh-huh. one, but but the the ref clearly sees him slapping his own hand <laughs> and like ah fuck what's the point in that yeah. spot? I, I, I knew you would have, have picked that one up as well because anytime yeah. I think you're going to pick something up, I've actually done it right in brackets for sure because I just know that you're you're so intricate with things like that. And I'm just that's why I'm, all, I'm always <laughs> happy when you pick one up that I've written that next to him. Like, he's got that one. <laughs> um, I I just don't understand the point in the spot like. It doesn't. It's not as if it saps energy to walk over and yeah. tag someone. You know what I mean? I, I just don't yeah. get it. Don't get it. Uh, we get our Rocky She chant. Um, doesn't work. Um, Grandmaster then scants himself by dancing too much, um, and Scotty mocks the size of his dick. And Lawler has a has a, has one of his best lines where he says, "Oh, Scotty's talking about the worm." Uh, it was just. It was just. Yeah. Uh, went, oh, very good. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> he was very very quick with that one. Fair play. Credit where credit's due. Um, uh, Rikishi gets in, he gets some offence. Um, he, he, as I said, he's super over here. Um, and he was eventually take over. Um, they cut off the worm, which gets a tremendous heat. Um, mm. And then they work over the, over the baby faces for a while. So, you know, the faces got a good run at the start of the match. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, two minutes and then bang, the heels take over. They got a good few four or five minutes of action and then, you know, heels take over for a Definitely. wee bit. Um, and uh, the way Angle works the crowd here, I've noted as well, you think he'd be doing this for years and not months. He, just... It's it's kind of well known that he's picked up the business yeah. more better than anyone, and it's absolutely true. See, if you watch him back then, and you can actually appreciate him just been in the in the door of what was it five six yeah. months? said it's absolutely. Incredible. I think you know he gets plenty of credit for how quickly he picked up the in ring aspect, but certainly you know on the outside, not just the pro, not particularly the, the, the promos, but it is it's working the crowd and fueling the crowd and, and and thriving off it, and he does that better than anybody um, in terms of in terms of rookies, you know, in terms of being six months in the business. I don't think anybody really had a grip of it like he did. Um, so uh, Rikishi eventually gets in with it with a hot tag, um, big hot tag, big man, big hot tag. Massive pop for the clean, uh, cleaning house. Um, I also like that he, um, he no sells a DDT. Yeah, because he's Samoan. It, it doesn't work. It, you know, I mean, Samoans don't take offense to the head. It's nice. Keep it. Unwritten rules of wrestling. Uh, never head but a Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and cut uh, also eats a stink face as well, uh, which the crowd go absolutely berserk for. Um, yeah. Edge has a spear on the big man. Um, 
And then Edge attempts the worm, but he gets a bulldog, and that lies him perfectly in position for Scotty to hit the worm. Um, <laughs> it's the worst move in wrestling. It the, it's the best it's, worst move. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> the, the pageantry before it's nice, but it's just it's a, a, little, it's a kind slap of a, on the chest. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume what they're going for is the kind of a chop to the neck, but it's obviously not ever lies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not, uh, uh, Rikishi. Um, gets caught by Christian with a ring bell. Um, so Edge then goes on top of Rikishi for the pin, but Grandmaster Sexy hits a leg drop off the top. Rikishi then gets a cover for the three. Angle's a ball here away from breaking up the pin, and I mean a ball here. He, he, he gets mm-hmm. in there on three. Um, but two... And I assume that was, that yeah. was meant. Like, that was... Um, so Tuku will get the win in nine minutes and 46 seconds. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this match. Super fun opener. Babyface's getting the win to please the crowd. Um, he'll still look pretty good. Uh, I know there's a, bit of, there's a bit of comedy and stuff in there, but I don't think it demeaned any of the three guys in there. And it's crazy to think we've got three future world champions um, that are on the losing side in this one. Uh, uh, definitely. Uh, obviously, the kind of, the be a bit of ref nonsense at the end. It was a bit, bit of shit. Um... The hip hop drop is the only move that Tuku actually have, uh, but uh, not bad. Nice fun match, good pace. Um, you know, you always want to see Angle in a better position um, than the opening fucking six man tag match, but he makes the best of it, and as he always does, because he's an absolute yeah, player. yeah. And I think as well, you know, we've had a couple of six tags. Christ, I remember the one at Backlash, which was the biggest slow slugfest. You know, oh, that, was that the fucking Triple H for Jericho ah, one? Yeah, Nash, etc. It was just like so mm. sluggish. This is what you want from a six tag. Quick. If you've got six guys in there, it's got to be pace to it. You know what I mean? There's no excuse not to have a bit of pace um, in the exactly. match. And Especially guys like Just that. shy of 10 minutes. Perfect amount of time for a perfect opener. So really, really enjoyed that. Yep. Um, backstage, Frosty Tips, Michael Cole. In fact, did he have the Frosty Tips? I don't quite recall. Um, but he was certainly there. Um, <laughs> Calls HBK the most controversial man in WWF history, and he asks Sean if he's going to call it down the middle. Sean sort of, you know, sidesteps the questions a wee bit, um, and then Cole says something about the internet and Michael's clips. Well, if it's on the internet, it must be true. I feel like he's alluding to something oh. here, but I'm not quite sure what. That is, that is a, that's probably a direct reference towards Mel. I've had a wee look online if there were any controversies going on at this time. Nothing that I could find, but. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a reason for it because that's the way Sean did his business. <laughs> um, we cut to a clip um, from from uh, Sunday Night Heat with Eddie Guerrero turning up with Mama Sita China um, in a very pimp my ride custom car. Um, I love this version of Eddie. It's just you know he, he's sort of um, worshiping China, if you like, um, trying to woo her in every way, shape, and form. Um, his charisma is just so unmatched by anybody and that's soon to be seen in this segment as uh, Dean Malenko turns up and just drains all the charisma out of it uh, <laughs> he just, he just yeah. turns up stone faced says his line and fucks off <laughs> and then uh, so, it's fucking that's what I noted to him Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko cutting the promo for life uh, backstage like fucking hell lads can, can, give you a bit of fucking Saturn something Saturn does man. just <laughs> say his line like he just says like, not even a break in between his line and he just fucks off as well. I'm just like, oh my god. Like it started <laughs> so well and it came down so far. Um so this is of course setting up to the next match. Um Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko versus Perry Saturn for Guerrero's European Championship. Um we will also be doing a, a, a special on Eddie Guerrero at the end of the month, um, which we're really looking forward to. So we won't be reviewing this match then. But this gives us a nice wee taster of what we're going to be getting into. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so uh, but China comes down with some flowers from Hedy, uh, and she's been actually using this, and the, the actual stem of the bouquet has been like a metal pipe. 
JR gives away the finish yep. straight away. What a, what a Honestly, knob. <laughs> he mentions the obvious weapon hidden in the flowers. Like, we can all see it, JR. You don't need to see it. <laughs> the gorilla <laughs> monsoon <laughs> apprentice there, <laughs> giving away finishes. <laughs> uh, although I was, I did note as well that China was looking less of a brute here than she was um, the last time we seen her up in the up in the old shark you know, cage. Like, it's it's uh, really, really funny as well because I, we've watched different points of China, um, obviously with that match that you mentioned there, and she's very, very, you know all brawn and muscle, not very much about her character-wise. Eddie really brought it out of her, in a sense, as well. Yeah. So she's got, like, subtle facials in that first bit, you know, she, she sort of picked up her glasses and winked to Eddie. Even just that, and I know that's goofy, but by the same token, it, it just adds a bit to it, in my opinion, you know. Um, so I really, really liked that, and, and, you know, throughout the match, she showed little nuances as well, um, which which I thought I'd give her, give her all due for, because she added really, really well to Eddie's character and the match. Definitely, and she wasn't as like um, the only word I can use is stiff around the ring. I don't mean that like stiff worker, not yeah. Not being able to rest. No, no, I don't mean sorry. I mean like she just kind of stands with her arms folded at the outside of the ring. She's actually, as you say, a wee bit a uh, bit more character. Yeah, it's more, more here, fluid so. rather than waiting for a spot sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. It's decent enough match. Um, Malenko's got the light heavyweight championship at this point as well. Um, I don't really ever remember watching the light heavyweight championship match. Um, I just know that Malenko had it for a while. That's all I ever recall about it. Um, cause yeah, it, sort of, it sort of transitioned into the cruiserweight title, of course, um, and that was really the end of it. Um, so Perry Saturn is the only guy out of the four radicals not to have held a championship yet in WWE. Um, so obviously Eddie's got the European championship. Malenko's got like heavyweight and Benoit has the Intercontinental, so he's certainly the weak link of the four. Um, quite right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Malenko and um, Saturn are the default heels here. Um, so they're sort of working over Eddie. Yeah. Um, just, just the thing with Saturn, man. Like seeing he's walking to the ring, he looks absolutely out his tits. Mm. Um, he has got something. <laughs> he's been on something backstage anyway. You know, he's got that kind of glazed yeah. look over his eye. You know, I mean, those lights are on, but no one's yeah. home. Um, I don't know if that's just because he's a bit fucking yeah. dull, to be honest. With you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, I think he has, it has been kind of noted that he did have problems yeah. and stuff like that. But there's, I think he's definitely took something. Um, Dean still has the Radicals theme song, fucking Lovely. excellent. Uh, one of my favourite uh, theme songs ever. Uh, he's also, as you said, the light heavyweight champion. So technically. A champion was out last, so I looked my way back. Fair enough. It's just not the it's just not the championship that we're I defending mean, in this match. But a champion to be fair, like, it was it was it was Saturn out first as well, wasn't it? And it was like uh, not. Uh, oh no, no, was Eddie? Actually, so Eddie was out there to pop it down. Yeah. That, that's that's probably why they put him out first because Perry and Dean ain't gonna fucking do it. Um, Eddie's offense in this. No, this is not. I, I, I you know I, I I'm not bringing him down here. It's not as slick as it sometimes is. But I think that's just because of his incredibly high standards that he sets himself. That when he does something that's slightly yes. skewed, oh my god, you notice that you're like Eddie. You notice that, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's bits, there's bits, parts of that, and I thought, Christ. Um, but as I said, uh, Malenko and, and Saturn working together. I wrote down um, who's, who, how long before these guys break down. Not long. Saturn's a man to destroy that tandem. Um, Eddie has a nice double low blow, which I've never really seen before. It was quite nice, sort of the old mule kick right through both legs. Um, very, very nice. Um, Eddie's just so good. Um, Malenko reverses a flying head scissors and a side slam, which is gorgeous. Um, and Guerrero's Tornado DDT is probably the best I've ever seen, to be honest with you. It spikes, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely plants um, him. <laughs> Malenko's got a tiger bomb, um, which is absolutely perfection. Um, 
you know, you can hear some spot calling at a wee point as well from Malenko. Is it, didn't, didn't John Cena shouting in the middle of the ring? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, Guerrero has a sunset flip out of a powerbomb, which again was absolutely lovely. Two great talents. Get Perry to fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with these kind of matches, you know what I mean? It's always just a clusterfuck with triples yeah. for it. You, you want to get the guy that's not meant to be there out the yeah. way, but he's always going to be there at some point, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just, it's always a bit of a mess. Uh, Another point was as well that this is, um, I mean, this is a blood, well, it's not a blood feud, but it's certainly a grudge. It's certainly personal rather than just for a title, yeah. Yeah, so it's a triple threat match with the weapons. Yeah. Why are they not using weapons in each other? I, mean, I don't understand. It doesn't DQ in a triple threat. So... Yeah, I think that's probably because um, um, obviously you've got a Force Cut Anywhere match coming on later on and stuff like that, so they maybe wanted to limit what they had going on. But by the same token, that match didn't have an awful lot of weapons either, so um, I'm, I know I'm just no, trying to make excuses no. for them here, but <laughs> trying to come up with some, some logic. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting like a technical masterclass here, but uh, it, it can't happen in that kind of environment. You know what I mean? Because it requires a good couple of minutes of build to then get to that stuff, but you need to chop and change who's involved all the time. So it just, it's a bit yeah. nice. Uh, we get a Malenko gut buster off the top. Um, did you like that? Oh, um, Saturn hits the worst frog splash I've ever seen. The Malenko, <laughs> hold my beer. He then goes up for a frog splash and it's <laughs> fucking dreadful. He lands on his feet and then uh, just tumbles on top of him. It is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. <laughs> It's not, he's not known for his high-flying prowess, is he? He's a um, ground-based technical master, but um, certainly not. No. Um, so China lays Saturn out with the, with the roses, um, and I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote uh, loaded probably. Um, she swings him at Malenko, but he grabs him, and then in doing so, China sort of sweeps his leg from underneath him, um, and he lands face first on top of the flowers. So um, Eddie rolls him up and gets the win and retains the title in 7 minutes, 57 seconds. Um, so as I said, we see the steel pipe in the bouquet this time. Um, good solid match. Uh, I thought it was a good length. You know, It held my attention, but you know, point of pace. But... Uh, I, just thought my, I just thought you know the triple threat between the three just didn't work as well as I was hoping. Um yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely underwhelmed by this match because I always expect more when it involves any member of the Radicals. Um, and unfortunately, this became quite disappointing because of that fact. So um, I didn't really enjoy that much. Yeah, they're, they're, we'll find yeah, out with matches as well, you know, where you get let down just because of your expectations rather than... Exactly. Your ex- yeah, exactly. Your expectations for someone like fucking... Um, I, I don't know. Michelle McCool and Melina would be rock yeah. bottom. Whereas between these three, it should be sky yeah. high. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, disappointing. So we see uh, Briscoe backstage. Um, sorry, well, he's shown actually winning the title um, on SmackDown from a, a sleeping crash holly. Um, before we see him walking around the <laughs> toilets um, backstage, and he shits himself from his own reflection, which is just hilarious. Loved it, <laughs> um, loved it, man. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, he punches the mirror, hurts his hand, and then just sort of leaves. <laughs> oh, I see. I was yeah. like a boss as well. I, that, that wee segment was the best thing in this pay per view so far. It's so good. <laughs> so absolutely I just love brilliant. the creativity of the hardcore built sometimes. You know, obviously, they tried to recreate yeah. it with 24 7, etc. But to have like that sort of thing where it's somebody you don't expect, and you just give them the TV time. Do people forget Briscoe was a fantastic wrestler on his own day and stuff like that? So being able to yeah, sort of exactly. get a character down and, and being able to do stuff like that. Um, and he's a running theme throughout the whole show. Um, and I'm sure he was absolutely loving the spotlight as well. 
it breaks up the pay per view yeah, nicely. It does. It gives you, it gives yeah. you a chance, and see if it's not for you, it gives you a chance to go for a piss. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Instead of like a twenty minute promo in between matches, it's just it's a nice wee break up to get the to get everything reset in the ring and stuff. Oh, very good. Nice, nice. So next up, we're going to get uh, Shane McMahon versus Big Show in a Falls County Anywhere match. Um, it's obviously post Mania two thousand here. Um, Shane was in Show's corner at, 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 at the big event, and Big Show was eliminated first from the McMahon in every corner match. Um, so it sort of led into this feud here with Shane sort of berating Big Show, digging him down, um, and talking behind his back until he gets found out. Loved the build for this match. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, there's a spot in the promo package, yeah, yeah. you've probably seen this, for Show... Uh, lifts Shane up with the throat and just bounces his head off a Titan Tron. Looked, looked great. Looked absolutely fine. Yeah, it was very much a mind your head moment, but it was really, really cool. Um, I don't think yeah. I'd ever seen that before until I seen the promo package thing for it. Um, yeah. Really, really cool. Really, really nice. Um, <laughs> what wasn't cool was when Shane came out, he tripped over from <laughs> Spyro stands in the ring. Fuck's sake, Shane. Fucking amateur. Big Show's uh, hip hop version of his song. Don't yeah, remember I'm that at all. <laughs> what the fuck? Like a rap version of his usual sort of theme song? Weird. Really uh, strange. Absolutely weird. But it was even more strange because the, tech, the technicians then take the pyro stands out of the ring and don't use them. I didn't understand. Uh, like unless, um, unless we missed the pyro, the cameras totally missed it. It, it did not, because Shane was still in the ring hovering oh, over the pyro. Um, he got his kind of original pyro yeah. Pop, if you will, at the Titan run. But then he usually does these kind of a, you know, he, he, um, he faces a hard camera and does the big hand in the air kind of thing, and then that pops the pyro behind them. That's the spot. But they just never done it. So they set up the pyro, and Show just must have forgotten. On a budget. Um, Lawler <laughs> keeps calling Shane Simba. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it meant yeah. like a Lion King promo thing on. Um, like raw or something, and that's what he's alluding to. But he keeps doing it, and I kept going, "Why is he calling him that?" I couldn't find it in the so I just left it. I was like, "That's annoying me." It just, it was just um, annoying me. I had to write it down. I'm like, "What the fuck?" I, I, I assume it's something to do with Vince being the king, you know, Mufasa yeah, being the yeah. king, and obviously he's Simba, so he's the he's the heir to the throne. Must be, yeah. I assume that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Shane takes an absolute beating for a while. Um, yep. <laughs> he throws he throws around like a rag doll, man. It's yeah. Brilliant. Um, Big boss man arrives and he beats Show with his nightstick. No euphemism here. Mm-hmm. Um, Show gets the better of him uh, and even hits a power bomb before Test and Albert come down uh, with chairs. Bats them away like flies. Um, Trish hits a low blow on him to no effect and then he throws Trish over yeah. the top to Test and Albert. Very, very nice. Um, McMahon then tries to scramble up the ramp. Um, but Big Show pursues slowly um, and throws him into the set. Again, <laughs> similar to what we spoke about there from Raw. Um, I, t- I tell you what, man. You can I see what you want about Shane. Like he can take yeah. a bump when he needs. To, like he's like he's he's so much like his dad. He'll just he'll do anything required to make the the match um, more interesting. What a, what a fucking yeah. Player. Big Show uh, takes a, a chunk of the set um, to hit Shane with. He sells it being absolutely heavy, but he can clearly see it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tess comes out and uh, slips it. No bother. He's he watching the monitor, eh? Uh, <laughs> Shane hits the sort of monkey bar sort of drop kick thing using the top of the set the yeah, one nice. nice. Um, nice. I just had T in the attack shot to just sort of pick it up um, and then Shane goes to lift it and he actually gets really heavy as well but then see when he puts it down yeah. it bounces back up <laughs> I'm like for yeah. fuck's sake yeah. come on um, uh, did you like Bill well doing his best shield impersonation so <laughs> you've had Big Boss Man come out you've had TNA come out yeah. and the man who puts yeah. the big show down is Bill Buchanan. Uh, B squared. Uh, I mean, neither, I mean, I'm not saying Bill Buchanan, but just in terms of in terms of level of the card, um, you're looking yeah. at here, you're looking at Bill Buchanan. Um, 
Ah, so he comes out with his nightstick, um, and then Shane starts climbing the structure to get away from Big Show. Um, Toby kind of takes over, and then Shane sort of pushes us like at the big amplifier um, on the Big mm-hmm. Show's leg and sort of traps him in, um, and then yeah. hits him over the head with a, a cinder block which crumbles, um, mm-hmm. and that gets Shane the win. <laughs> it's, it's all cinder block uh, full of flowers, and it like. <laughs> Because um, I thought this was a really there was good one match. point earlier on where Tess tries to hit him where he picks up one and he just sort of drops it and it just goes to dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. seen that big chip out. Aye, so you enjoyed this one? I thought it was really good. Um, I like the kind of a storyline that Shane's just throwing his money around to get an entourage to take out show um, magic. Mm. That just works in terms of like Kefi point of view. The boss's son can just hire as many people as he wants. So what was that? five yep. different people interfering in that match um, again set your limitations for what you're expecting in a match like this, he's never going to have a five star technical masterclass Shane but he's good in this sort of environment you look at his best kind of matches you know what I mean, um, this one here is good the King of the Ring with Angle, Ambulance match with Kane <laughs> is one I always remember yeah um... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's fantastic. That that sort of thing. Um, you know, that's the thing with Shane as well, because you know, yeah, of course he's not a five star wrestler, but he adds so much to the matches that he is in. Um, yeah, he just doesn't care about his body. Yeah. Like he'll just put, he'll put everything. And it's, it's a smart way to do it because you know he's not sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to have a five star match. He's sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to make, it, I'm going to give them a memorable moment. That's what wrestling's all about. It's about yeah, moments and spots. Yeah, and... Exactly. It's not as if, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. He doesn't need to wrestle night in, night out, so he can afford to do kind Definitely. of things like that. He can afford to fucking jump off titantrons and off the top of the cell and stuff like that. He can take the big bumps because yep. he knows he doesn't have to go out the next night and wrestle on a house yeah. show. Yeah, and he's bold as brass as well, so... He's, yeah, um, he's got the big couple yeah. of I thought, I, I, I thought the story did really well, um, you know, in terms of getting show over as a babyface here. Um, this, must, this must have been turn number eighteen in his career. Um, but try to get him over as <laughs> try to get him over as that t- sort of baby face. Um, it's really really difficult, and that's the problem with a guy like Big Show or Braun Strowman etc. You try and put them over as a baby face. Baby faces need to be able to get sympathy. You know that that's the yeah. key because that's what the, the crowd will buy into you. You know what I mean? I know it can it can be different to a certain degree, but in terms of being a top level baby face, you need to be able to get sympathy. Um, so it's very very difficult. Or be like. Uh, or be like the hero kind of thing, you know what I mean? Big Show is neither, neither of those things because he's so massive. Yeah, that's like, the thing, that. it's hard to have sympathy for somebody who is so generally well-proportioned, let's just say. You know what I mean? Somebody who's yeah, massive, what, you know, how can you think, oh, I feel sorry for him. I mean, look at him, he's seven foot tall, we should be throwing guys around for fun. Um, exactly. But that's why, you know, Shane having all the money and all the people at his disposal to help him and, and you know, all these guys beating him down at it did kind of work here, you know. I, I felt sorry for him to a degree because he was doing his absolute best, and it just still wasn't good enough. Because again, you know, so outnumbered, etc. He gets taken away in an ambulance. So I thought it worked really, really well. And you know, getting Shane over as that slimy chicken shit, loads of money, heel, <laughs> um, fantastic, really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, goes backstage once again. Um, he pulls the blind down in the referee's <laughs> office and goes in to sit with Chad Patton yeah. and Jack Doan. Um, and as he falls asleep, they consider taking the title, but he wakes up and gets out of there. Um, gets super fun, <laughs> uh, just brilliant. Another brilliant visual. I mean, the, the referees were so overacting. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's one of those ones as well because nowadays, like the referees, they don't even mention their names anymore. You know, it's very much generic referees just doing their job. Um, yeah. So to have like mm-hmm. you know, referees have even just that. I mean, I, I say that so much about wrestling as well. Character doesn't need to be anything out there. It can just be. You can just yeah. be a wee bit. Of, yeah. yeah. 
Give me a name. Give me a name and I'll care. Yeah, just uh, just something. So you, because you know, we watch the, these shows and I've just said Chad Patton and Jack Dunks. I know who the guys are. I know who Mike Kyoda is, Charles mm-hmm. Robinson. You know, Nick Patrick. But nowadays, I could maybe name three. <laughs> Uh, two of them being Charles Robinson and Chad Patton who were there back then you know so it's kind of like it's a difficult one Um, I totally agree with you we also see Triple H and HBK backstage being best buds um, and Triple H is slagging HBK for his wee shots saying it looks like he's smuggling bananas Um, this is sort of like foreshadowing the possibility of HBK siding with Hunter and screwing the rock etc which is nice and then we get another Continental Championship match between Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit um, and it's a submission match Um, was really looking forward to this. Um, I was looking my lips. Yeah, so Benoit is a champion here. Um, at this time, I mean, two young guns, two of WBF's best talents and upcoming mm-hmm. talents, certainly. I mean, I know they're in the mid-card and I know nowadays it's hard to think, oh, those guys were just, you know, upcoming talent at the time, but they really, really were. They were only there, what, a year? Tops for Jericho yep. and a few months for Benoit. Yep. Um, and it's basically a which hold is better storyline between the crossface and the watch Jericho. Brilliant. My move's better than your move. That's as basic as it gets, but it's effective. Um, I like the fact that the commentators pointed out that this is an ODQ match. Good stuff. Yeah, there. very good. Because I, I think I actually noted that like, is, is this an ODQ or not? Because it, it, it really does depend on that. Because mm-hmm. when it's a DQ, it, to me it seems like it is a submission match, but when it's an ODQ, it's more of an I quit match, is it not? No, because a submission match means you can only win by submission. Okay. So there can't there can't be a DQ. You but that's so that, that by... means the ropes null and void then, doesn't it? It does, but we'll get ah, to that. Ah, see, that's the confusion <laughs> there because you're like, that's why I was, I was saying to myself, well, if, if a guy grabs the ropes, then surely he doesn't have to break the hole because he'll get DQ'd. So it's that kind of, yep. uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's there. Uh, we'll get, we'll we'll, get there. We'll get um, there. On SmackDown, <laughs> Hardcore Holly wrecked the knee of Chris Benoit. Um, I'm like, it doesn't the walls work the, the lower back? I don't see how that's going to play in. Yeah. Uh, so let's see how it plays in. <laughs> uh, Benoit starts by working the shoulder because his finisher is the cross face, which rips the shoulder apart. Fucking psychology, Mark. Who'd simple, have thought simple. it? Um, do you like Benoit's Austin style knee brace? <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. I should point out here, uh, JR says they're both Canadian and they both trained at the Heart Dungeon. <clears throat> um you know, JR got this one wrong, however. I, I, I obviously do my research because I'm a real pro. Chris um, hmm. Jericho actually t- trained at the Hart Brothers School of Wrestling. Um, the dungeon was actually closed when he went to train. Um, so he trained, I think it was Keith Hart who set it up, um, but he only ever turned up for a 30-minute cameo. It was actually Ed Langley and I can't remember the other guy's name, but two sort of Canadian wrestlers that trained him. That's where he met Lance Storm as well um, at that academy. Yeah, so. that's where they both competed Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the... The, the old pink so just just thought I'd pick up on that because I'm a smart ass um, nice <laughs> so this is the first true submission match on the podcast um, very simple stipulation as you said there you know I wrote is it you know, the DQs so we'll get into that a wee bit um, back and forth exchanges early on including Y2G locking in hold number 2 of 1004 armbar Um you <laughs> see Val Venus backstage watching TV like a normal human being unlike what they do in uh, current wrestling <laughs> uh, is, is that the kind of a pinnacle that the winner gets to face yeah. Val Venus what a, just, there was no need because they did it as well with, with Bob Pauly and there's no need you know just let the match no, happen absolutely. there's no need for any nuances you know for that um why yeah, 2G go for a pinfall? What yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, he uh, has a nice double underhook backbreaker, um, Jericho does, which I, which mm. I really like. Um, and that's, that's when he goes yeah. for the cover, silly bastard. Um, 
as you said, Benoit works over the arm really nicely. <laughs> um, yeah. And Jericho sort of takes over, the, takes off the knee brace and uses it as a weapon. And this is where the no DQ thing came in for me. So I was like, well, there must be no DQ because he's using the fucking knee brace as a weapon. Um, yeah. Jericho also uses the ropes for a walls or Jericho type submission. It's a reverse tarantula, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I, I hate that. So see, see, I think I mentioned it in um, I think it was a ladder match that we done. And oh, I he did the walls on the ladder, yeah. Then the walls, it just looks so shit, man. Because you can see that obviously whoever's taking it has to link, uh, has to hook their arms yeah. in. It just looks shit. Just don't I do think it. it worked better on the ropes than it did on the ladder. Because I, I don't think it worked. Because well, Jericho's I mean, feet it, were it, planted, so yeah, that allowed Benoit's arms to actually get stuck. You know what I mean? But like on the ladder, yeah. they're just sort of hanging there. You could have just, you know, if you if you stretch your arms back far enough, you can get out of it. You know, so it was kind of like, yeah. A, yeah um, but no, I still think it's, it's a bit phony, you know. Yeah, definitely. Just it's a good enough move to not have to do that. Like, see when he does the the line tamer yeah. version, he just he's really sitting in the back, and you know, I mean, it just, there's so much torque and bend in it. it. Just it looks good. It's a good enough finisher. You don't have to do the gimmicks to make it look better. Definitely agree. Um, then when I gets the cross face on Jericho, and then Jericho sort of passes out in the reference bill. Um, I know there's a lot of match here that was sort of skim, skimmed over. Um, I mean, it is a very, very good match. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of good spots and stuff like that. But in terms of the actual submission aspect, I think it was more of a backstory for me. I just felt like it Definitely. wasn't the, the, the focus of the match when it absolutely should have been. Um, 13 minutes, 27 seconds. Uh, Benoit holds in, holds in the hold um, after the match until the referee sort of break it up. So what, what did you think? Because I'm, I'm interested to hear actually what you thought of it. Right. So I, I was I was loving the match up until the first point where Benoit slaps on the cross face and Jericho gets to the ropes and the referee breaks mm. it up. It really took mm. me out the match. I'm like, ah. I know it's a really, really nitty-gritty thing to pick up on it, but there's, there was no need for the referee to, to break the hole. If you're going to do that spot, get so that Jericho slides Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Grab the apron just and pro- crawl out you know, and break the hole that way. Yeah, Brilliant. That that makes sense. Um, you know, as you say, then he just slaps it on again and Benoit passes out instead of tap him out. I don't think it's a pass-out move. It's, a, you know what I mean? It's not like a sleeper no. hold. It's not the Taz mission. It's, it's, you know what I mean? I don't understand I can understand that, that if there was a lot of damage done to, to, the, to the arm and neck region and, you know, it could pass out with the pain. I do understand that. But but this token, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work as well. And I don't think, you know, Jericho's not an Austin type at this stage where, you know, he, he needs that sort of, he's got that gritty attitude where he won't quit. He's not got that. I don't think that's the way it is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to keep Jericho a little bit stronger by having him not tap. I think it would have worked better if he tapped, uh, to yeah, be honest I mean, with you. The commentators certainly put that yeah. over that he did tap out of Basto. Um personally, I thought Jericho brought this match down. Um and that's not a knock on Jericho, it's just how good Ben mm. was. Um Benoit, you know, technical technical master. Yeah. Absolutely relent, relentless aggression in the ring. It's just flawless. He just he picks a body part and he works it and it leads to the finish. It's just, it's very very refreshing for what we're kind of used to seeing today. You, but I mean, by that is it's just kind of a you know um, punch kick rest spot, punch kick rest spot, dive to yeah. outside, kick out your finisher, etc. 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 Yeah, it, it, this match just didn't work for me, unfortunately. Um, no, uh, I also don't like that the loser got his music played. Yeah, after after Benoit left, yeah, that was that was strange. Benoit left Jericho. Yeah, I, I, he's always better as a heel 
than he is as a face, Jericho, and that's just fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that's, again, like, I, don't, I don't think the match went 13 minutes 27, right? I thought it could have went longer if they, if they just had like a, see if they just had like two or three minutes of exchanging their holds and holding it in for a bit. Yes. And just that intensity <clears> at <throat> the yeah. end. That's what's at mission match holds. Who's going to tap first, you know? Because you could have had, you could have mm-hmm. had um, Benoit and the, you know, had the cross face in and also Jericho's going to tap and maybe he just leans back too much, gets Benoit in a pin, gets out, gets in the walls and now Christ, he's reversed it, now it's on Benoit, is he going to tap? And it's like, just that sort yeah. of build at the end, but it just sort of fell flat. It just like, bang, there's a cross face, passed mm-hmm. out, done. It was just, the natural, the natural spots are there for the reversals, you know what I mean? As you say, it crosses, just pull back that wee bit extra. Jericho rolls through, up he gets, right into the walls yep. of Jericho. And then, by the, the same token, walls of Jericho, Benoit grabs the ankle, gets him down, jumps and jumps to, the, to his head, puts in a cross yep. face again, stuff like that. And I'd have also liked to see a more wide variety of um, submission moves used. Uh, obviously, you're Canadian, put in a sharpshooter. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um yeah, it's just, yeah, it could have been a lot better, um, but unfortunately. So uh, Michael Cole interviews Briscoe, um, who says he's as paranoid as everywhere he goes. People are trying to beat him for the title, even at home. His kids are trying to pin him. Meanwhile, there are two catering workers uh, behind him, plotting to pin him. Um, Briscoe spots them, and, and leathers are two of them kicking coffee and popcorn everywhere. Um, brilliant. I, I love this interview with the shenanigans in yeah. the background. Obviously, Briscoe can't see it until the last minute. It's just, it's so, oh, it's so pantomime. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's the full, oh, he's behind yeah. you. This is where it you works. Know, I mean, you're like, this guy going you're, you're, you're tuned in, you're listening to what Briscoe's saying, mm-hmm. but you've got an eye on the guy behind him thinking what's going to happen. And the fact that it was like vendors just went hilarious. <laughs> um, really, really well done. Um, we also see The Rock telling HBK that he better call right down the middle tonight. The, lo- the Rock is looking fucking great here, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Really looking good here. Uh, Road Dog and X-Pac yeah. versus the Dudley Boys in a tables match. It's up next. Um, so to win this match, you have to put both members of the opposite team through the uh, through the table. Um, Bubba's going through his orgasmic get wood phase here. Um, and I believe he's trying to put Tory through the table <laughs> as, <laughs> as what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so there's some shenanigans before about Tory ended up slapping Bubba and put him in a trance yeah. kind of thing. Um, pretty good. Um, DX theme. I love that. Obviously, this is the Run DMC version. I don't know if you, I think you're too young to remember Run DMC. <laughs> yeah, but, I, um, I know the name, but don't, yeah. sorry, I don't know. I don't know any of the, any of the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they done a, They famously done a cover version of Aerosmith's. Oh right, week. yeah, yeah. I have heard that version. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, I like. I like that they've got themselves onto the Titan package. It's so Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Getting royalties every um, week. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, Right, so we're both in a game, a tables match is no disqualification. Absolutely. Right, why the observers Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on with this people? First thing rules? Really, not tornado rules in a tables match. Fucking bizarre. Why would you bother adhering to the rules if there was no disqualifications and no repercussions? Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Um, so we get a normal tag match until the end, basically, is, is what we're getting here. Uh, yes. I did point out though at the start, and I think we've done this a couple of times as well, but the road dog stick is very, very over and he is super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time he's on, you know, you can't help but note that he's really, really good. Um, he's one of the highlights of the night, always uh, when he's on the mic. Not when he's in the ring, but when he's on yeah. the mic. Um, uh, so very much a tag match until the Dudleys bring in two tables and set them up in the corner. Um, Devon gets put through a table on the outside and X-Back gets powerbombed through the table in the ring by Bubba. So we've got um, Road Dogger Bubba next. Who's it going to be? Who's next through the table? It's Mike Kyoda. <laughs> Fucking referee gets arm-dragged by Bubba and Road Dogger through the table. Nice bump there, Mike. Um, 
And then Jerry Briscoe <laughs> comes down with a belt around his waist um, and we get a 3D in the ring putting Dog through the table, but obviously the ref can't see it because he is down. Um, Tony gets in there and tries to slap Bubba, in which Bubba just grabs her by the hair and he attempts to do the sort of power bomb off the top through the table. Oh, um, yeah. And sort of just as you get up there to do Briscoe it, Briscoe saves, saves, saves the day. Um, gets inc- day. gets incredible heat, actually. Um, <laughs> He's a hero yeah. tonight. Um, and then X-Pac hits the X-Factor off the top um, through the table for the win in 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, after the match, Briscoe cross chops in front of Bubba Ray, so Dudley's, the Dudleys beat him up and 3D him through the table. Um, <laughs> so, fair, fair play. I thought it was okay. Um, it was what it was. Uh, probably a tad long, um, and the tag rules thing was, was a pain in the arse. Um, yeah, the finish was shit. Um Absolutely bollocks. That's a terrible move. <laughs> Especially from a yeah. top hobby. It looks dreadful. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a mess, uh, but not too bad. Yeah, I thought it was okay know. for what it was. The, the, um... Yeah, the, the, the others are working to their strengths here. Like, you know what I mean? They've got the, the, they, they work the gimmicks, um, but the fuck finish. You know what I mean? You don't need gimmicks on top of gimmicks. I mean, yeah, it was over, but you fuck this. It really was. Um... So we also get this creepy ass promo package, um, plugging a creepy comeback. Who could it be? Uh, so <laughs> we're in the main event. Um, yes, we're in the main event already because uh, it's another long match. <laughs> the Rock versus Triple H, HBK yeah. is a special guest ref. <laughs> uh, WWF Championship on the line, a sixty minute Iron Man match. Uh, we get a wee promo package to build to the match. It builds it well, to be honest. Um, I think I think we spoke about this um, just between ourselves here, Stuart. But you know, the sixty minute Iron Man match. Um, the whole idea of it is very daunting and intimidating as a wrestling fan. You know, for to go back and watch it, it's like Christ, I need to free up an hour to watch this match. One match. I, I don't have an awful lot of interest in watching hour long matches. Um, so it's a wee bit um, hesitant to watch this one, to be honest with you, for a long while. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so my my thoughts on this kind of match were that it's better suited to a Kurt Angle or an Eddie Guerrero or a Benoit. Guys that can go for 60 minutes, like, <clears throat> it's just not these two lads. It's just not I, I couldn't skill. help but feel it was going to drag in. Um, so I had low expectations, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, <laughs> and you were right. Imagine oh, that. Oh, I may disagree with you as we got on here. Um oh, well, to be, for, to be start, to start no, mate, I just wanted to note as well, uh, I'd I love seeing the crowd pops for the announcement of the match. You know, Fink will say the following match is the 60-minute Ironman match, and the crowd just fucking erupts. Um, The TLC2 match at Mania 17 is one that comes to mind as well. When they announced that, they fucking erupted. Um, The referee, obviously, HPK, gets his own entrance. Um, He's still pretty over um, big time. I bet you were loving hearing Triple H's mic. <laughs> you you read my that. mind. <laughs> I wrote it down. It is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> BT Sport recently did a, a poll on their um, their Twitter. Um, they've been doing like a World Cup of theme songs. Um, oh, I right. think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. my time lost to DX's theme song, and I was livid. Um, uh, so yeah, there's been there's, <laughs> fucking I millennials. Think, I, think, I think the finals were. It was, I know the top ones were Batista's "I Walk Alone," um, "Sexy Boy," of course. Metalingus, yeah. um, I think Cut Personality might have been there as well. I think I should start a sort of N4, um, if I recall correctly. Um, I find that really, really interesting, mm. to be honest with you. My time, I was gutted when people weren't voting for that. I'm like, fucking millennials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we get a wee face-off between the two men to start off the match. Uh, WWE's... Sorry, can, I, can I just say something else about the, the intro? I've, I've took more notes in the intro than I have <laughs> the full match. Um, obviously, like, so... Triple H comes out with oh, Stephanie, sorry, who's yeah, got the yeah. woman's belt, which is fucking class. Um, 
we've got obviously Vince and Shane come out as well. So what kind of what we're seeing here is the kind of kayfabe version of the WWE hierarchy shoot from 2003 2007. You know, just triple calling yeah. the shots for the top of the chain with Vince as his puppet. Um, I noted this would have been a nice bit of either psychology, right? So obviously Triple H kind of gives the full uh, man up. I want to do this alone and sends the rest of the McMahon Helmsley regime to uh-huh. the back. Would this not been the best bit? See if the Rock's music had a hit halfway as they were up the ramp and just walk past them and ignore yeah. them. Like, oh, that would have been a, an amazing business, visual. You know yeah, what I mean? Fuck just, you! I don't care about you. All better. Fuck you! You do not matter. I'm here to defend. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm here. To, um, I'm here to take this belt off of the, the man in the ring. Fuck you, three kind of thing. I think loved that'd be it. Amazing. Uh, I love that idea. Um, yeah, Rock. I mean, first and foremost, when Rock does come out. Fucking crowd are rabid, man. <laughs> My God. He's, how many times have we done this when we've watched back in Attitude Era thing? I thought, Christ, how over was that? Or whatever. And like, this yeah. is another one. I was like, I, you know he's over, but my fact, it still doesn't surprise you. You know, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, I think, see, when people say the Attitude Era was good, they, they mean 2000, 2001 oh, yeah. was good. <laughs> we, had, we had a long discussion about this last week, um, talking about how shite kind of 97 to 99 were. This is what they mean. This is this yeah. is stuff. Uh, so we see both guys in the ring. Um, WBF's baby oil budget was fucking huge. Um, <laughs> we're, in, we're in for a long haul here, so uh, we'll sort of we'll go through it as we can. We'll try not drag on too much. Uh, we get some slow build early yeah, on, just, which is nice. Well, I'm not normally a fan of the kind of slow colonel tie up, but it. here it makes perfect sense because they're going 60 yeah. minutes. Um, a little bit of disapproval from the fans, kind of some sections booing the match. Um, because obviously it started slow, but you need it. You absolutely need to. Um, if you start it too quick, you you would lose them halfway through. You have to build it up. Um, I thought they did a really good job at the start here, um, and eventually the Rock just hits a right hand to Triple H, um, which again it was really, really nice that popped the crowd because it's like right wrestling's over. Let's get into business, you know. Um, yeah. We also um, get a. But a little bit of killing time from Triple H, you know, he heads out, gets catches a breather and stuff like that again. It works well for, for the match that we needed a sort of break in between, and it's very Triple H. Um, yeah. Vintage <laughs> 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 um, Triple H works the arm of the rock for a little while, um, and then the rock just hits a rock bottom out of nowhere and gets the first fall after 10 minutes and 42 seconds. Yeah, like. It was like, I noticed this, it was like eight minutes in and literally fuck yeah. all would happened. It was punch, kick, whip, clothesline, rest hold. But you would rather, um, you would rather sort of not have far. the crowd with you at the start than in the middle, you know, so yeah. I can see why they did it. I thought I thought it worked really, really well and that's why I, I probably yeah, I really liked this start segment anyway, the first ten minutes up to this point. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it worked really well. Um, I enjoy it, it's maybe an overstatement, but you know what I mean, I quite enjoyed it. I added to the match yeah. um, in a way. Definitely. A uh, bit more brawling on the outside after that. And then 15 minutes into the match, I think it was like 15 minutes and 20 seconds, we finally get a wrestling move. Rock puts uh, Hunter into figure four Gorgeous. leg lock. Um, and uh, Triple H takes an absolute ice age to reverse the pressure. I thought it really, really buried the move. Um, either that or The Rock just can't put it in correctly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, he was in the move for about two and a half minutes. Like, yeah. I, hell, I should point out at this point, HBK is doing very, very well in his refereeing role. He is calling yeah. it down the middle, wee wee fucking shorts. tight shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we eventually get out of there, both men roll to the ropes um, and they break the hold. And then it's time to go for a walk, um, right through the crowd. HBK mm-hmm. looks pissed as they come back through. I'm not sure if somebody scooped him on the back of the napper, but he, <laughs> he looks in a, a bit in a bad mood. Um, so, somebody's threw a bar at him. It's because the camera isn't on him for a while. <laughs> He's lost um, yeah, We again. get back in the ring with 40 minutes still to go. Um, Triple H had regained control at this point. Um, 
someone's getting fucked out the crowd, I think, because the fans are looking elsewhere um, for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second fall goes to Triple H with a pedigree um, after reversing a, a second attempt at the figure four. Um, 25 minutes, 28 seconds, and we are 1-1. Uh, we hear a buzzer, which we didn't hear when the rocks fall, so they've got that working. Um, <laughs> Triple H uh, gets straight back on the rock and chokes him, and HBK pulls him straight off. Very, very good. Um doesn't work for a normal referee, but it'll work for HBK. And the Triple H rolls up the rock with an inside cradle and gets a third fall um, just a minute later. So 2-1 of the game. Uh, the Rock's still recovering from the, the pedigree. Worked out well, worked well that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, that's what kind of I like about this kind of, kind of psychology, you know what I mean? You usually get the, right, I've pinned you, right, you're back to the <laughs> so that's kind of fast forward a bit that's followed up just just after the half hour mark triple h hits a fucking lovely pedigree mm-hmm. eh, a pedigree sorry a pile driver um and that puts daylight between the two at three yeah one. very very nice um Lawler spots a mile away because that's always his move. So as soon as Triple H picks him up, go for a power driver! Good Lawler was quite that He beat JR with a punch, you know. He was delighted with himself. Um, so you can tell fatigue's starting to sit in a wee bit here. They do pick up the speed a wee bit, and Triple H does a Drick Flair special, which I'm sure you know. He'd top rope nothing. Uh, <laughs> the Rock tossed him mm. in the mat, of course. Um, he always just wants to beat Triple H, mate, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> Rock powers out of a, of a Triple H sleeper hold. Um, Triple H is using the ropes as sort of leverage at this point, and HBK catches him and stops him. Really, really like that. Um, they have a wee bit of a, a pushing match, and that sort of gets. Um, in fact, this isn't, this isn't the pushing match yet, actually. Um, but we get a belly to belly from The Rock as well, which I don't really remember seeing him do often. Um, and he has a DDT. I remember him doing the kind of over the, the head kind of ah, thing, right. belly to belly. And this is more like yeah. a belly to belly. Um, yeah, like a. Yeah. Um, and the Rock hits a DDT for the fifth fall, making it three two to the game. Still at forty minutes thirty five seconds, so twenty minutes to go here at three two. Um, at this point, I'm still very much into the match. I've got to be honest with you; I, I haven't really switched off. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest; I really, really enjoyed this match. Um, surprised mm-hmm. me. Um, they take the match back to the outside for about the fourth time. Um, Triple H gets a chair, and HBK takes it from him, which gets a bit of pop. Uh, but it simply delays the inevitable. Triple H crowns the rock with a steel chair, uh, and rightfully HBK DQs him, um, so gives the rocks his third fall. But Triple H rolls up the rock, so it goes to four three. So it's kind of you know I'll, I'll lose a fall to, to 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 weaken the rock more and, and give him give himself the advantage. It makes and and it gets his fall yeah. back anyway. So that made absolutely perfect sense in terms of like. Yeah, that's just brilliant. That's how yeah, psychologically, that was really well done. Um, and in Triple H's mind, obviously, he's thinking that now that the Rock's going to be super weak, he's going to just cruise into the, the end of the match. Um, so yep. it was worth taking to, taking that sacrifice. Um, yeah, and it also it was round about this time as well that there was some massive heat in the crowd again. Uh, it was someone getting a beat oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Was Cesaro wasn't in the crowd, was he? <laughs> yeah, amazing. So uh, the Rock's been busted open here with this chair shot, um, and Triple H locks in the super hold, and the Rock eventually passes out, giving Triple H his fifth fall. So we're on five three, eighth fall of the match. Um, very much a, a total um, opposite from what we've seen from HBK and Bret Hart, if you remember that one, where it sort of dragged on without mm-hmm. any falls. This is almost Six constant falls. Has been really, really good at this point. Um, Triple H, uh, sorry, HBK drags Hunter, drags Hunter out of the sleeper hold, um, and then they have a shoving match, which now allows Rock to sort of recover. Um, we get a new, really big superplex off the top, which is nice. Um, 
Triple H's favourite spot, getting catapulted under the ring post. Um, I think I said that in one of the previous matches. <laughs> he always fucking does that spot. Oh, it's either that or getting his arm. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, time's starting to run out here, um, and The Rock um, is two falls down. Triple H clears the announce table and attempts a rock bottom on the table, but The Rock reverses into a pedigree, hits it on the table, and it doesn't fucking break. They land hard on that, Ouch. man. Um, Ouch. Really, really nice though. Uh, the Rock gets back in the ring and Michaels counts out Triple H. With the crowd, crowd, crowd joining in really, really nicely with that as well. Yeah, it was a really quick yeah. pace count for a for a count out. You know, what I mean, you usually get the kind of one. I feel like he started too quickly two, and then the crowd joined yeah. in, so he was he was in. He was like, "Fuck about me to count them," <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I think he didn't want to do it against the crowd because that would lose them. So I think he wanted to keep them involved, mm-hmm. and I, I quite enjoyed the fact that they, they joined in. I don't think they would have joined in as much with a normal referee. So I think that was a good a good point yeah. having Sean in there for that. <coughs> Definitely agree. Definitely um, agree. So we get rocks. So the rock gets back in the ring. So that is a ten count. Um, so the rock gets his fourth fall, the ninth fall of the match, uh, with less than four minutes left. And as that happens, out come the McMahon's um, right on cue. Um, so Triple H sort of gets back in the ring just before getting counted out once again. Um, just under three minutes. And I have to be honest, I was feeling exciting here. Like I was, I was in. <laughs> like I was like, oh, how's this going to end? You know, like I was, I was tuned in. <laughs> You're having yeah, everybody. I, like, I, like, I know they're going to another fall, but it's just going to be like, how's it going to happen? And then this is where the sort of overbooking comes in. You know, everybody gets yeah, involved, but it's oh, super energetic. There's a lot going on, and after an hour, it just wakes up the crowd. I, I really, really enjoy it. Again, um, the Rock hits, uh, punches Shane, Vince hits a DDT, spinebuster on Triple H, hits the people's elbow for a three count, taking us to five five with less than two minutes left. Um, uh, Shane pulls HBK out, so Sean lays out both Shane and Vince. Um, and then Road Dog X Pack, they come running in. The Rock gets thrown into the ropes, which knocks HBK off the apron um, onto the barricade. And then we get that creepy package sort of playing on the Titantron as The Rock's getting beat down by everybody in the ring. Um, and we get the debut of the American badass Undertaker. Um, now, you knew this was coming because you've seen, you've, you've watched this at the time. Um, so I think that's let it down for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so the other thing that comes out, he clears house and the place goes absolutely nuts. Uh, there's about 20 seconds left on the clock and he choke slams and tombstones Triple H. But I think the buzzer has went before he actually hits the tombstone. Um, so they shouldn't have had the buzzer go. They obviously took the timer off at about eight seconds um, off the screen. So Sean rings the bell uh, and technically it should have been a draw, but he says it's a DQ um, after the Undertaker's attacked Triple H. So Triple H actually gets a sixth fall, um, his sixth fall and wins the match 6-5 and wins the title. Does he win a, does he win a title? He's oh, you defend the title. She retains the title. Sorry. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, if that buzzer hadn't went off, I would have been all in on it. But the fact that I knew the match was over and he just sort of missed his cue, I thought HBK had just DQ'd him for the choke slam. Then fair enough. But I don't know. It just I felt a bit flat a wee bit at the end there for me. Um, um, I had a different interpretation of that ending, to be honest with you. Um, I, I thought they got it spot on, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if you maybe missed it, but. The camera does swing to HBK getting up onto the apron, hard camera side, and he does mm-hmm. see Taker pounding Triple H in the corner before he gets him up for Doomstone. So, uh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm happy enough. with the finish. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm more than satisfied that he's seen it before the bell. So, <clears throat> I thought that's fine. No, absolutely. Um, that was my interpretation of it. But, you know, yeah, I just thought he called for the bell too late. You know what I mean? Um, no, no I, I, I personally thought he stood just in time to see Taker choke slam. Uh, Triple H, and then obviously calls the DQ. Um, 
fucking absolutely chaotic yeah. ending. I, I thought the chaotic um, ending really worked. Um, in terms of, you know, having such a, a long match, just to have that sort of injection of adrenaline and energy at the end of it, I thought it worked really, really well. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, I have to be honest, as I said, I wasn't particularly looking forward to, to a long match like this. Um, it didn't drag as much as I thought it was going to. I thought it had had like tremendous pacing in terms of how they, they sort of got the match from start to finish, how they built it, you know, the, 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 the low and high points in between. Um, I'd maybe yeah. cut like three quarters of it was, was shit, you know, like, sorry, a quarter of it yeah. was shit, three quarters of it was, was pretty good. Um, you know, if you cut 10, 15 minutes of stuff out, which is just sort of filler, the rest of it I thought was solid. Um, you know, I would say the overbook finish, I really, really enjoyed it. Sean played a decent role. Um, I thought he added more to it. Even, you know, just as I said, with the counting out and stuff like that. It gave us the crowd something else to buy into. Um, yeah, this had it for me. Right up my alley. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought, as I said, I said at the start, this match suits, would be suited better to like an angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of guy. I just don't think it's the style of Triple H or The Rock, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Kind of a 10, 15, 20 minute match is top. Um, I thought the match itself was it was probably what I expected from what I remembered. It's very slow. I mean, not a lot of moves, a very slow build, sorry. Um obviously they pick up pace near the end, not a lot of actual wrestling moves. Um but it was all just building to take her coming back on his shit fucking bike, fifty <laughs> uh, it was not a yeah, I, I, I know there's there's always been mixed reviews on like the biker taker. I know you're not a big taker fan anyway. Um I know, like I'm a big Taker fan from back in the nineties, like kind of from well, pretty much from when he debuted right up this whole. Yeah, 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 I think that's fair. <laughs> right up to this point, uh, <laughs> you, you know, what I mean, we found it. The, there's the moment. There yeah. it is, right there. I am. Um, I honestly believe this is the best main event we've watched on the podcast. Genuinely. <sighs> Uh, I mean, Triple H and Cactus or Mankind um, in the Cell match was pretty good. Um, yeah. That was but I, I think this is the best main event we've watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll give you that. I'll give ter- I mean, there's been good matches, but in terms of being a main event match, this has been world class. Main event, um, yeah. This, this show for me was certainly one of my podcast favourites. Um, fun opener, fast paced triple threat match straight after it. Decent inverted David versus Goliath match, um, which I quite liked. Uh, <laughs> technical showcase between two of the sort of fast rising stars. It could have been a bit better that match, I suppose. Dex and Dudley's was nice to sort of bring the crowd um, in before we had the big master class of our main event. Um, loved it, and I'm giving it a, a solid A. I really, really enjoyed it. Excellent. Uh, overall, it's a B for me. It would have been probably been an A, with the exception of the disappointment that I had in the triple threat match. Uh, definitely brought the grade down, uh, which is unfortunate. That kind of match, I expect, I expect that to be mm-hmm. match of the night, um, and it was probably one of the worst. Um, yeah, it probably was the worst match in the card, um, which is a horrible thing to say. Something that's involving getting yeah, yeah. <coughs> Fuck Paris, fuck Paris Arm. Um, I thought Shane match was fantastic. Um, for me, that was the match of the night. It suited them well. It was a nice storyline match. Um, big spots um, against yeah, perfect perfect environment for him uh, <clears throat> submission match was a close second uh, as you'd expect obviously we better kind of jiggery pokery with the rules and stuff like that and that brought me out to it that's just because I'm yeah. like that um, it's always good seeing Stephanie McMahon especially when she's got the title 
uh, I thought that full McMahon Helmsley regime was fantastic. It was the best ever on screen. Kind of watched really well, yeah. Um, it has been duplicated a number of times, but never replicated in that manner. Um, and the Briscoe segments were. Oh, he was a, he was the MVP tonight. Really was. Um... Yeah, good stuff. It's really stuff like that that can make a show as well. I think you know when you have those little filler bits, it just. It, it lets you stay in the moment. It lets you stay there. You know, it keeps you hooked. Um, so yeah, keeps you hooked. Yeah, I definitely say that was the best show that I've watched as part of this podcast. Um, in terms of just pure enjoyment, I just you know, I didn't, I, I, I didn't feel like I was studying things for the show, or okay. I was just uh, yeah, That's I was just great. in it and, and really, really enjoying it. Um, so that that's why it gets that moniker for me. <laughs> um, so next week um, we're going to go. We're going to come crashing back down to earth. Um, we're going to cover this year's Money in the Bank, which will be happening this weekend. Um, <laughs> Modern day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's going to climb the corporate ladder? Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking CM Punk battering his keyboards on Twitter, going fucking mental. <laughs> uh, so the it's all a scam. It's a fucking glass ceiling. You'll never break. So they should actually break a glass ceiling. That'd be hilarious. Um, just to rub that in. So uh, the card at the minute, we'll have a wee run through. Actually, um, Bailey versus Tamina for the women's uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I think next week's show's cancelled. Tamina's winning that. And if she wins it, we're not doing We also have uh, the New Day versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons versus Lucha House Party in a four-way tag team match for the tag, SmackDown tag titles. Um, Daniel Bra- uh, sorry, we've got uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the European Championship. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, for the Universal Championship. Uh, and two Money in the Bank ladder matches. I believe rumour and innuendo has it that these two matches will be happening at the same time, but we'll see. Um... Yeah, oh, how the I'm not sure. I thought there's loads of these different rumours, right? That they're actually starting at the bottom <clears> of the building and getting to the top of the building. Oh, <laughs> and then there's also just to start, there's going to be two standard matches. I'm not sure. Nothing really being said about it. Again, um, gimmick upon gimmick. It's so it's unnecessary. It's very ready to rumble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, so uh, the, the competitors in both matches, the women's match is um, Asuka versus Sheena Baszler versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Botchmeister Dangerous. Oh, sorry, uh, Nia Jax. Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Alistair Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus AJ Styles, who's back already after his Boneyard match. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> that, that's that's the matches that's going to be happening. Um, I think we'll just be taking a piss, to be honest with you, for a lot of that show. So tune in. <laughs> We've basically not done any current stuff um, since like, start of March um, on May, so I thought we'll we'll, we'll do this one. Um, obviously, the, the arena stuff is sort of bringing us out of a wee bit, but we did quite enjoy WrestleMania. Um, so we'll see if they can pull it off with money in the bank. Um, I mean, they, they had the ladder match on WrestleMania, and the ladders were super fucking loud. So it'd be interesting to see how they how they could cut a couple of rubber <laughs> <Yeah>. ladders. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. It'll be an interesting dynamic to see if they actually do end up on the roof, which I assume they yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, so that'll be next week's show, um, and we'll have two more shows left in May. Of course, we'll be doing our Eddie Guerrero at the end of the month, um, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um, and we'll be doing Slamboree 1998, um, which I'm sure you're fucking delighted about, Stuart. Um, and I'm on the verge of hanging <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm back at WCW, um, and that'll take us to the end of May. Um, so 
really, really enjoying what we've been doing. This this episode has been an absolute pleasure. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if it makes a difference from um, shite you Absolutely. I, and I can only apologise. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so thanks very much for joining me on this one, Stuart. It was very, very good. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I'll see you in WCW. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week with some current bullshit. Uh, take care of yourself. See you later. <laughs>